The year is 1722. The place is New York City. Not the 8 million population Times Square boasting Taylor Swift hosting city of 2024, but to an 18-year-old young man moving from a small New England town, the New York of 1722 and its population of 10,000 was still plenty overwhelming. A church split in the city created the need for a new pastor. The task of this 18-year-old was to pastor the smaller portion of the Presbyterian congregation. Adjusting to a new place and getting acclimated to the demands of pastoral ministry, this young man needed to find some solid ground to stand on, a foundation to build on. He needed to identify true north and pursue it relentlessly. So, the man took to his journal. Starting in December of 1722, he began writing resolutions. He ended up taking the next nine months to write 70 total resolutions for his life. 11 years later, now in Massachusetts, this resolved pastor began a sermon series called Justification by Faith Alone. Historians agree that this series was the catalyst that began the Great Awakening in the American colonies. As revival swept through, this pastor kept preaching faithfully and powerfully. In 1741, he preached what is considered one of the greatest sermons of all time, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. The resolved man, Jonathan Edwards by name, is known as the greatest theologian in American history. Fast forward to 2024. Millions of people will make resolutions for the new year. Work out three times a week, eat healthier, only one Netflix episode each night, read 20 books, the list goes on. Estimates say about 132 million Americans will make New Year's resolutions. However, only 9% of them will follow through and complete them. What's even crazier is that 23% will quit before the first week is over, and 43% will quit before January is over. So what is going wrong? Do resolutions even work? If they played such a vital role in Jonathan Edwards' life, why don't they work for so many other people? The answer may lie in the two sentences of introduction Edwards wrote before his first resolution. Being sensible that I am unable to do anything without God's help, I do humbly entreat him by his grace to enable me to keep these resolutions so far as they are agreeable to his will for Christ's sake. Remember to read over these resolutions once a week. Welcome to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast, where we'll discuss growing in our walk with Jesus through everyday faithfulness. We believe that true flourishing is possible in all seasons because God himself is our source of life. As we enjoy him and follow him, we will reflect his light in a dark and desperate world. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast. Bet you did not expect to hear my voice intro. Yeah, you came first this time. Mm -hmm. Great job. Nailed it. Thanks. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's 2024, officially. Yes, Yes, it is. Today's actually officially the first day. As we're recording this, it's January 1st. Yep. Not while you're listening to it, but. Yeah, it'll probably come out like the third or fourth or fifth. Don't make any promises. Yeah. Don't. We'll see. In any case, it is still a new year, and uh, we did our first ever cold open. It was actually... I thought it was pretty cool. 
I it'll, it'll either be really cool or like really cheesy. We'll I see. thought we'll see how it I out. think you're really cool. Oh, thanks. Because the other night, I don't even know what I was doing, and Matthew came in the room and he was like, "Babe, listen to this," and he starts reading it. And as he's reading it, I was like, "Did you write that?" And he was like, "Yes." And I was like, "No, you didn't." And then it was like this, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Back and forth thing. Meanwhile, he's still reading it to me as we're doing that. Because it was, I thought that it was, I might be biased because I'm his wife, but I thought it was so well written that I didn't believe him. Oh, thanks, babe. Well, that's that's like biased against me. Huh? Oh, you mean by like. Like, I just think everything you do is great because you're my husband. But you just said you thought it was so great that it wasn't me, which means you thought I was not good enough to do that. What? I feel like you just <laughs> totally complicated what I said. Never unless mind. I didn't make sense. Either way, he wrote that and I think he did it. I think it's cool. I think you did a really good job. Oh, well, thank you. As you heard from it, though, we're going to be talking about resolutions. It is the new year after all. And so this is on lots of people's minds. Goals, change, resolved to do something. Yeah. But before we get into all that, I think you have a question. Yeah, I do. A little uh, icebreaker question. It's not a, like really a little icebreaker question. I feel like you're going to be like, ugh, because you're not good at these kind of questions on the spot. Okay. I I have not heard this question yet. Yeah. I mean, don't hype it up. It's just a normal question. No, like what I mean is like, I didn't, we didn't prepare this. Yeah, no. The question is a standout moment from the year 2023. Oh, I am so bad at these questions. He, he, I probably shouldn't have asked that question because he genuinely is. It's like my brain really bad at these. My brain gets kind of jammed up. Got to think of it like in months because there's too many. It's such a wide ranging thing. I my brain doesn't know how to like just plot plot out, pick out English, pick out one thing. Twenty twenty three, a standout moment. Mm, Pause for. A long, awkward silence. Okay. I think I thought of one. Let's hear it. This is so random. It was, I think, probably a couple months ago. We, it was on a Monday, which means we were Sabbathing. Mm -hmm. And we just had a great morning. I think we went to a park with the boys or something. And we came back home. It was the afternoon. So it was... Hazen's nap time, Haddon was doing like quiet play in his room or something. And I was in our backyard in our hammock, just reading a book. And like the sun was shining. Mm. And just, it was a beautiful moment of Sabbath rest. And the Lord's presence was there. Mm. And it was coming out, you know, those couple months where I was just like really anxious yeah, a lot. You were in a little funk. It was like, that day and that moment was the Lord just like breathing healing into that. Mm -hmm. It was it was really awesome. That's a good one. God is good. He is good. What's your standout moment? I actually do have one. Um, mine's also just kind of an ordinary day. And it was also, I think it was Sabbath. I don't know if it was Sabbath or if, wait, was it Sabbath Saturday or Monday? I think we switched. It was one of your days point. off. It was either a Saturday or Monday, but we were in Ormond. And we went to the Orman Library because our boys love the library. And then we walked over the Granada Bridge with the boys. And we walked from the library to Jimmy Hula's. Oh, uh, yeah. 
That was cool. So it was a super, super long walk. And this part of Ormond Beach, we just, we love. And it's so pretty. And then we ate at Jimmy Hula's. And then we, I think we went to the little garden area. Yeah, we did. We explored yeah. in the little garden area. That was fun. And saw a snake that day. So Haddon was very excited about that. And then. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then we walked all the way back. And I think yeah. we went to like my parents after that or something. But it was just like, yeah, it was another beautiful day. Um, super blue skies. I just remember like the weather was beautiful. And the boys just thought it was, well, Hazen was super little. He wasn't even one yet. But Haddon just thought that it was so fun, like walking that far yeah. and over the bridge. And yeah, it was just a really special day. That's a good one. And, you know, I feel like we had so many of those kinds of days this year where it's just like so many special moments in just your ordinary mundane mm. day. And and they are there if you like allow them to be there and you look for them. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like if you oh, pay yeah. if you pay attention to them. But I also think that like special moments in your day is perspective too. But that is a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. 2023 overall was just... Was it was a good, a good year. It was a good year. Oh, yes. It was a good year. Were you going to talk about Contentment Challenge? Well, uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about let's stack some stones. Why don't you explain what that means? For all of our... Uh, exchange peeps listening they they know they know what stacking stones yeah our church in north carolina they would have assuming um, that any of if any of of them are listening um yeah our church would do this thing called stacking stones where they would call up somebody or a couple or family to just give testimony of something the lord has done in their lives and it, it that phrase stacking stones comes from joshua 4 where god's people cross over the Jordan River into the promised land and they're commanded to stack stones. And then in that passage it says, so that when your children ask, hey, what is that stack of huge, like 12 huge stones, what is that? Then you tell your children, oh, that's when the Lord parted the river. I just had a moment. Yeah? Today in the car, we asked Haddon, do you remember this? Well, I hope you did, but it was today. I asked Haddon, Haddon, what was like one of your favorite moments of 2023? Like what's something that you remember that was like uh, super special oh, to you? Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's weird. That is. And he literally said, when we stacked our own stones in the middle of the desert with our special friends. And so he that's was so weird. referring yeah. to well, our- We actually did that. We yeah. did. We We were in Nevada with our friends, the Grams. And we were literally in the middle of a desert. We went to go see, what were they called? The seven magic... It's like magic mountains or something. Something like that. But it was these huge, colorful, like stacked stone sculpture things. They were super cool. But we like walked way out in literally the middle of the desert. And which for us Floridians was very strange. Yeah, Um, it's so beautiful out there. It's so cool. It's just so different. But... Haddon and Matthew and his little friend Caden stacked their own stones like they made their own and he I just was like 
That is so sweet that of like all the moments, not that he can like remember the whole year. I mean, he he, he can he though. he could he probably has a really he has bizarrely good memory. Yeah, he does. It's kind of scary. But that's what he said. Like it because again, that wasn't I wasn't that wasn't even like a Bible moment that goes back. Though. We just stacked those because we just saw. The no. Yeah. But anyway, them. I just was like, oh, that connects. That's kind of cute. That's crazy. That was Haddon's moment of 2023. If anybody's wondering that's his which you know what's so sweet about that is again it's just like it wasn't like some super simple thing big event like it was just so neat to him to be in the desert with his little buddy Caden stacking rocks that was fun anyways let's look back on 2023 okay what has the lord done so we didn't talk we haven't talked about this like at all on the podcast because we had a really small group of people that knew that we were doing this that were kind of supporting us in this and keeping us accountable but we didn't want to like broadcast it to the world we just didn't feel like that was necessary to put on social media or you know talk about on the podcast but we did something called a contentment challenge for the year of 2023 so on january 1st of 2023 we committed to a year of contentment so why don't you explain what that is yeah basically we kind of set some parameters um, around our spending habits. Yeah, We limited our eating out at restaurants. Mm-hmm. To Which we stuck to that, I think, every single month of the year. Yeah. We, we only had one date night a month, which actually we didn't even do that every month because we kind of weren't great at that yeah. this year. We need to get better at that. It's true. But it's because... Every night's a date night with you, babe. Ew, barf. You should actually edit that out. That just made myself cringe. I just cringed myself. Anyway, I mean, I do love him. I'm obsessed with him, but that was really cringy. Sorry, people. Um, And then one family eat out a month. So only eating out twice a month. And we really genuinely stuck to that. I mean, we like went out with family. Like that was different. If we were, if it was like a a social social community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no like, oh, I'm so tired. Can we please just get Chick-fil-A? There were definitely nights I begged him, but he kept me accountable. He's like, no, we'll just do grilled cheese. Yeah. And we'll survive. The key question and contentment challenge is, is there another way to do this? Yeah. So before you spend money. Yeah. Sorry. You didn't finish though. You had just. So we limited eating out and then we didn't, we weren't allowed to buy anything that wasn't consumable Mm -hmm. essentially. Like we could, let's say my shoes broke. My shoes broke. Which they what didn't. An interesting if, choice. If something like that happened, like you can buy a new pair because you right, right, right. Need anything shoes. that can be replaced, anything that's consumable. Like if our kids outgrew their clothes or their shoes, of course we're gonna buy them. You know, new, whatever they're in need of, or toothpaste, or you know, diapers, whatever it was for all of us. But there was no browsing through target i think i went what was it like a total of four times in the whole year i went to target if that target is a trap oh it's such a trap like you go into target to buy one thing you walk out spending at least 80 dollars. yeah yeah like so there was no like uh, truly like our kids we didn't buy them any toys that they wanted throughout the year like they didn't even know they were practicing contentment <laughs> i don't think we bought any new clothes no, for ourselves, definitely not. At, at all, like our families at the end of the year, we're like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I was like, "Please, clothes." I'm starting to look like a hobo over here. Not Anyways, really. That's what the challenge was. Um, 
anyways, we can we can probably dive into contentment challenge deeper and maybe a future episode. Yeah. But stacking stones, what did God do through that? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? Well, I think it's interesting because to be honest, at first I was doing updates for just people that were close to us. And at first I was like, I don't really know what I'm learning here. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it was just kind of like, yeah. this isn't so fun. <laughs> Um, but then like second half of the year, I would say it was just like, Jesus truly is enough. Mm. Like, I, I really feel like God, God showed us that. And he also showed us like, Hey, I, I am going to take care of you guys. Like if you're going to walk in obedience to what I'm asking you to do, I'm going to honor that. And he did like, we did this contentment challenge and God just, kept providing for us in ways that blew our minds, honestly. Um, And so, yeah, just like looking at God's faithfulness and when we just trust him and we surrender things like this to him, um, he delights in that. And he's, he, he blesses that. I think God tied that in with another, like, I think the big thing God started teaching me this year in 2023 was just showing he's starting to show me my inadequacy inadequacy in and of myself like those i mentioned earlier just a couple months of pretty constant anxiety which is not common for matthew like that's not something i i really struggled with in the past or had to fight but it was like daily it was Mm -hmm. all the time it was like affecting his breathing. Yeah. And some would call that a panic attack. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just tied to like leadership and just feeling the weight of just my responsibilities at home, at work, at just all that stuff in ministry and life. And it was just God kindly showing me, hey, the more you depend on yourself, the more you're going to fail. Like that's, He's he's just inviting me, opening my eyes, showing me, you don't got this on your own. Mm-hmm. Please, I'm inviting you to depend on me. Follow me. I got this. So if you just kind of like latch yourself onto me, you'll be just fine. And so he was showing me that in like a leadership way, but also that ties in with contentment because it's like, if I have him, mm-hmm. I have I have all that, I have more than enough more than I need. I have written up on the refrigerator actually right there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that can also be interpreted as the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. We lack nothing. Do you have any more stones to stack? Um, Well, I kind of almost feel like this podcast was somewhat born out of contentment challenge too, in a sense. Yeah. Because we were... I guess practicing contentment challenge also opened our eyes and pushed us more towards faithful living, Mm. intentional living. (laughs) Um, Just wanting, just wanting to, yeah, live a deeper life with Jesus. Yeah. And not with trying to fill our cups with things that actually leave our cups empty. Did that make sense or was that confusing? That makes sense. Um, I mean, this is not, this is like something that I came to at the end of the year, like literally the end of the year, but I got off of Instagram, which is definitely 
I should have done years ago. Um, but yeah, the Lord just, I think I like mentioned it on the last podcast where, cause we talked about prayer and it's just like where there's just sometimes where you just like cannot deny the spirit, <laughs> like mm-hmm. nudging you or trying to speak to you. And that was one of those things where it was, I just, I was sharing with Matthew and also just talking to the Lord about so many areas in my life that I want to grow in this year. Um, and God was just like, if you want to grow, like it was clear, clear as day. Like I couldn't ignore that if I want to grow, then I need to get off of social media. Um, which I, I've always had a love hate relationship with Instagram, but I also love Instagram. Like I love sharing pictures of my children cause they're freaking adorable. They're the cutest. I love sharing when I'm cooking. I'm one of those people. Like I just like sharing moments in life and I love seeing other people's moments in life. But it was also to the point where it was interfering with my relationship with God. And God was like, hey, I'm the most important thing in your life where I'm supposed to be. And if this is taking any, if this is becoming an idol, then it's got to go. Um, And so I got off Instagram. I, I just realized I don't think any of this makes sense to what we were just talking about. But well, it was part of how the Lord worked. I think just overall in 2023, God just showed his faithfulness yet again, just like how he always does. I think we started 2023 in a kind of a rough spot. Like we were in the thick of. Yeah, I was dealing with postpartum depression pretty, yeah. pretty bad, actually. Like I was in a very bad. Yeah, it was it was tough. challenging place, which then it just it leaks out into Matthew and, and to the rest of the family and just how we function as a family day to day. Um, so yeah, that was actually how we started the year. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then the Lord just (laughs) pulled us out and he was faithful in the midst of it and through it. And yeah, God is good. He is good. And now we're ready to turn the page to 2024. Ready to talk about some resolutions. Sure. I don't have any resolutions. (laughs) Well, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. I mean, you kind of went into the Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. Just I guess, looking. Yeah, yeah. I get, would you consider that a resolution though? I mean. Guys, this is probably going to be a pretty long episode. <laughs> so just a fair warning. Let's go back to the cold open. Now that we're okay. 30 minutes in. Almost. We are almost 30 minutes in. 25. Um, Doing something like getting off of Instagram for a year. That's, that's, that's basically a resolution. A year, potentially forever. Who knows? Like you are resolved to do that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do resolutions, are they helpful for the Christian? Do they help in <sighs> human flourishing? Well, wait a second. Wasn't the whole point of that cold open that he, wait, was he for or against resolutions? <laughs> he made 70 of them for his life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that, didn't I? I read that part. Just kidding. I knew what I was doing, guys. I wasn't just handed a piece of paper to read. Jonathan Edwards, one of the goats of the Christian history life. Yeah, he made 70 resolutions for his life. And he was only 18, 19 when he wrote them. And he said, I am resolved to do these things and live this way. But that, 
But I feel like that, like his resolutions, I am resolved to live this way, mm-hmm. was more of a like commitment, like a life commitment. Whereas I feel like nowadays resolutions are um, like, I want to eat a green smoothie every day and I want to walk. I want to walk ten. I want to take ten thousand steps a day. They're more shallow, maybe, or more. uh... Yeah, resolutions are like to me. To me, this is me though. This could just be my personality, but resolutions are. It's only a resolution until you fail at some point, and then it's no longer resolution. Does that make sense? Not at all. Oh, so it's just me. It's only a resolution (laughs) until you fail. No, I just mean like people when when they're not doing it perfectly anymore, they just give up on them. Oh, yeah. So then it's just, it's not their resolution anymore. It's like mid-February and they're like, oh man, I skipped three days of my green smoothie, so screw that. Am I allowed to say that on here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Too late, I already did. Um, But this, I feel okay, like- that reminds me. I saw on one of the uh, websites with like the statistics we pulled for that, it said this. I thought it was really interesting. This is not like a Christian website at all. It said they were trying to answer the question, why do so many people fail in their resolutions? Mm -hmm. And it says, quote, people view change like the problem is that people view change as an outcome rather than a process. Isn't that interesting? So me. Basically. (laughs) Like the problem or the way the reason Edwards, part of the reason he actually changed and became such an incredible person is he viewed the change that was needed as an ongoing process yes and not as like some quick fix i think okay so let's talk about habit and motivation this is my theory okay and and never mind go ahead Because I probably was just about to go down a rabbit hole. This is my theory. You know how people say culture eats strategy for breakfast? Did not know people say that, but I'll go with it. People say that. Like at a business, a church, the culture of that, of the way they do things there is way stronger of a current than the latest strategy they're using Mm -hmm. to do their, carry out their mission or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think habits eat motivation for breakfast that's such a funny saying motivation is completely overrated all right expound expound because let me tell you matthew's about to take the stage here for a minute a minute not really (laughs) a minute because um this is an area where matthew has really had to help me is just do it <laughs> which that phrase the amount of times that Matthew has been like just do it like you just have to do it and then just do it again and then again like, like there really is no answer beyond that. oh it made me so mad it's because like, and this is why it makes me made me mad because I watch you literally just do it like when he has some kind of goal in mind or something that he's trying to reach or something he's trying to make a habit or a rhythm or a ritual like he literally he just doesn't think about it like he just does it and i'm the type of person that has a really hard time um like my perfect agenda to get to that goal gets in my way 
Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll so I'll even take it a step further. Uh, uh, Not okay. only do habits eat motivation for breakfast, habits actually shape and form our motivations. Let me okay. say it this way. Okay. When you he's eat, getting very excited right now. By the way, when you let's see, let's take social media, YouTube reels, TikTok, whatever. When you scroll and scroll to the next video and the next video, you're getting that dopamine hit mm-hmm. over and over. And it's like funny or interesting or whatever. What is that? If you do that for 20 minutes, what is it going to make you want to do? Keep scrolling. It's going to make you want to keep doing it. And also it will make you want to buy things you don't need because 50% of content on there is ads anyways. Or it will just make you incredibly discontent with your life. Then take it this way. Let's say you've been eating so clean. You've been exercising. Are you secretly using me as an example in this? No, this, this is true of anybody. Okay. Just expose myself. Let's say you're, you're honest a good streak. Like you've been eating clean, you've been exercising, you've, you're just feeling great. You know what you start craving less and less? Junk food. Mm. It'll, I'll your habits, your habits form what you, what you desire. No, like I what compl- you, Yeah, I completely agree with that. What you're motivated to do. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was being interviewed. Schwarzenegger. This man is like 70 something years old now. He still goes and works out daily. And somebody was interviewing him and they asked him, why? Why do you still go to the gym and work out? You know what he said? What? He said, because I did it yesterday. And the day before that. And the day before that. Mm-hmm. He said, I have, he's, he's the one who said motivation's overrated. I don't need, this is just who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, so instead of thinking of whatever it might be for you, instead of thinking of it as this is my resolution, if that's something that you're really trying to work towards and achieve, why, instead of making that a resolution, just make it a lifestyle. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part because It's tricky because, yes, habits eat motivation for breakfast and habits will form your motivation. But if you have the wrong habits, how can you break the cycle? And it does take motivation to break that. Mm -hmm. And it does take changing those habits and reshaping that, which is it's challenging to do. It's difficult. Yeah. But I think that brings us back to what Jonathan Edwards said. He knew he was looking at his life. He said, I'm very young. I'm in a new city. I'm overwhelmed. How can I do all of this without just falling off the horse with, with just like losing it? He said, I, he's before he started writing his resolutions, he, he said, said, I'm going to eat motivation for breakfast. No, He said, <laughs> being sensible. He, I mean, he writes in like older style English. Basically what he says <laughs> I'm is laughing at myself. What are you, why are you laughing at yourself? I don't know. It's getting late. He says, I know that I can't do anything without, without God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He starts by acknowledging that. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. I have, Oh, I have things to say about that too. That's huge. Resolutions is usually like, 
Me, I got I'm going to do this. Let's yeah. Do I, I have willpower. So he says, I acknowledge I can't do anything without God. So I will humbly ask him by his grace to enable me to keep these resolutions. Mm-hmm. He acknowledges he's committing to help. doing this with God. Mm. He acknowledges his mic need for drop. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a silly mood right now. Acknowledges his need, asks for help and surrenders. He finishes by saying, I I'm asking God to help me by his grace to keep these mm. only if they are agreeable to his will. And if they're for Christ's sake, and then, do you so know what the 17 re- resolutions were? The 70? Se- 70. 70. I knew that. Okay, I'm just I, tired. I do not have them memorized. I've, I've read well, I, them. But, but I'm curious. Like, were they all very spiritual and like, or, or were some of them practical? That's a good question. I don't hmm, know. I'm very interested I to know, know that. I haven't read them in a while. I think a lot of them were like spiritual. Um, so he acknowledges God I need your help I want to do this with you the motivation is fueled by serving God and depending on the spirit for help then I think this is super important his second one he says remember to read over these resolutions once a week and then he ended up with 70 of them that probably took a long time to do every week but I think part of the problem is the reason people today aren't keeping the resolutions they're not reading over them once a week. No. And they're also not like surrendering and committing them to the Lord. Yeah. I, well, I mean, we can't speak for people, but I just had this moment where I was like, you know, in true Matthew fashion, like, let's go. Like, why are we not surrendering and living out our goals? You could even say dreams aspirations, whatever they are with God Mm. and believing that if they are within his will for you, he desires them for you. So he's going to carry you through them. Right. He's faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jonathan Edwards, I'm feeling a little fired up now, buddy. I mean, the man, the man knew what he was doing. Edit out the buddy. Edit out the buddy. Oh my gosh. So I think just a huge, to sum all that up, I think a huge transition of our mental state when we have seasons of making resolutions, whether it's a new year or whether it's, you know, April and you just need change. Right. And that's the, that to me is also key. Like I used to get so hung up on January 1st. Personally, I'm a type A person and I love a good new year. (laughs) I love the fresh page turned blank slate. Let's start over, which is so funny. That has nothing magical to it. Like we literally woke up this morning. We're the same exact people. It was another day. So as we seek to form habits that form our lives, which then, which also form our motivations. I think we have to, it's about humbly relying on the power of God through his indwelling Holy Spirit. The motivation is the love of God. Like that is the ultimate best number one motivation. Like we're a gospel centered podcast here. As we're trying to break bad habits 
make resolutions for change, right? We want to grow. We want to change. We want to see different fruit coming out. We want to flourish. It's the Faithful Flourishing Podcast for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. How do we break into that cycle of habits forming our motivations, our desires, all that stuff? We have to have a motivation strong enough to break in. I would suggest the only motivation strong enough to do that is the love of God Mm -hmm. through the gospel. Mm -hmm. Responding to God's love for us with love for him, love for neighbor, and that works itself out practically in literally every area of our life. Yeah. And that motivation saying, oh, I see some unhelpful, maybe sinful, maybe destructive habits in this area of life. God calls me to something different. He died to rid me of that sin, to help me overcome these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to respond to his love by starting to change these habits, to spend more time with him, to take care of my body, to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then that can start to reset our habits, which will in turn reset our motivations. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. I agree completely. So the gospel is the answer to literally everything, however spiritual or practical it may be. close out what are some uh, goals or I don't know resolutions I actually have a word of the year lol word of the year <laughs> what you got for 2024 well actually my I had a word of the year last year and I was telling Matthew like I I set my word of the year and didn't refer to it like a single time yeah um, I have a friend that brought up her word of the year like multiple times throughout the year and she was just such a good, she doesn't even know that I'm, she doesn't even know who she is. Like they, anyway, she was just such a good example of, um, like what is it? What does he say at the end? Like read this once a week or whatever. Read over these resolutions once a week. I feel like she was a good example of just having her word of the year. Her word was trust. So now she knows who she is. (laughs) It was like at the front of her mind. Yeah. And I, and like multiple different conversations that I had with her, she would say like my word of the year is trust. And then we would like continue the conversation. And I just thought that was so neat because I was like, God really is using her word um, to help her trust in God and whatever like her year brought her. Yeah. Um, but me on the other hand, I just like forgot about my word to be honest. Um, but anyway, this year my word is consistency. Mm. I want to be consistent with several different things, but and steward. I have two words, I guess. So consistency and steward, I, you know, you could say I want to be consistent in stewarding well. Mm-hmm, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, Matthew is a very committed, disciplined, rhythmic person. And I admire that about you, babe. And I, I have a hard time being consistent in my routines. And that can include like my practical routines or even just like waking up to spend time with the Lord in the morning. 
So my word is consistent because um, I want to be consistent with waking up early in the morning with Matthew. We wake up early in the morning together, but we don't do our morning together, if that makes sense. Like we'll get up, but we'll do our own thing. And I'm saying that, but my word's consistent because he does that and I don't do that. Most of the time he's like trying to drag me out of bed and then maybe it's like two times out of the week that I succeed in that. But um, yeah, I, I want to get up before my kids. I used to hate when other moms would tell me this, like, <laughs> you know, like you should get up before your kids and spend time with the Lord and blah, blah, blah. Cause I literally would be like, Oh, so you can only be with the Lord. Like before your kids wake up. I don't know. I don't, that was immature Alexa, I guess not saying I'm mature now, but Matthew's looking at me like you really need to wrap this up. <laughs> I just have areas of my life that I want to be consistent in. And I have areas of my life that God is showing me that he has entrusted to me that I need to steward well. Mm. Those are my words, people. I just have more of like a prayer for the year. And like the spirit, I genuinely feel the spirit gave me this prayer because I just couldn't get out of my head. Mm -hmm. I found myself kept praying it over and over. And it's just that. (sighs) The a Lord. prayer for the year. I love that. Let's start that. <laughs> that the Lord would rewire me. That Meaning that he would uh, make me care about the things he cares about. Mm-hmm. Make me not care about the things he doesn't care about. See people the way he sees people. See myself the way he sees me. All that. Just to like rewire my brain. The way I think. And yeah, the way I view the world i view life um what's cool with that is i was reading a book right it it was probably like the week after this prayer came into my mind and i'm reading this book it's called the bondage breaker and the author says he asks the question in the book can can our brain be reprogrammed which is basically the same prayer i'm praying Mm -hmm. like rewire me reprogram me whatever and then he says Yes, and the way it happens is through repentance. He literally was like, you have to listen to this. So the Lord is like, oh, you want me to rewire you? Uh, That's going to require some repenting. Mm. And also, Tommy at Grace Life is about to start Romans 12, Mm. which the first couple verses, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there's a translation that puts, it says, uh, by be transformed by changing the way you think rewired. Mm-hmm. And that's the word repent in Greek. It can also mean to just change your mind to change your mind about something. So I think the Lord uh, wants me to repent a lot this year. And as he, as I do that, he will be mm-hmm. re- rewiring me. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that's what's in store. I love that we have this on record because at the end of the year we can, <laughs> yeah. and now we have whoever listens to this now knows what we're trying to, but the key here people is that we need to commit to doing these things with the Lord, with the Lord, some grace, which makes me so excited. Like, mm. like let's go God. No, God's Watch like, work. let's go. Let's go. Somebody the other day was, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, I just heard Matt say, let's go. (laughs) 
You must say that a lot. I, I think I do. All right, you want to close us out with a random resource? Me? Okay, I actually do. I have a ra- I have one. Let's and hear it. this is going to be unexpected. And at first I was going to say this is geared towards people with children, but it doesn't actually have to be. Okay. So I'm going to start with the people with children. Kids games. <laughs> such Kids as games. such as mean? board games, I mean. Okay. Such as Screen Free. Mm. Candyland. Zingo. Hi Ho Cheerio. Jenga. A deck of cards whatever it is. Hmm. We have been playing games nonstop with Haddon. And first of all, it is speaking into his love language. Like that child loves quality time. Yeah. And it has been the best way for Matthew and I to just slow down, be in the moment with our son. Um, totally like detached from everything else, just spending time with him. Lots of parenting moments as well. Because yeah, he is he's one so competitive. competitive son of a gun. Yes, he is. But anyway, I know that that might sound kind of stupid, but like seriously, like if you if you just want to slow down with your kids and spend time with them and also not have to try and like use your imagination playing with superheroes, <laughs> then buy Candyland. It is so easy to play it's fun with your little like that's geared more towards like smaller kids if you have older kids get games that are geared towards them i'm not talking video games unless that bonds you with your child then i i can't speak to that because i don't play video games but if that bonds you to your child then great but yeah i mean seriously and then if you don't have kids buy board games or cards or whatever and have people over and spend time with them yeah like Make a little tray with cheese and crackers and play Jenga. Mm. It will be life-giving to your soul. I'm telling you right now, it will be cozy. That is like my favorite word ever. Cozy. It will be life-giving. It will be just time, special time spent with people that you love. And Mm. even if it's people that you don't love, people that you're trying to love. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's my random resource. Nice. I love it. Slow living, if you will. (laughs) I don't know why I just got a deep voice. All right. Happy 2024, everybody. Good luck with those resolutions. (laughs) Sorry, I was all over the place. Bye. Bye.